Welcome to this episode of I Don't Know Jack About Parenting, where today I want to talk about being afraid of the dark. So the big question is this, how are parents like us, who don't have a manual, who are doing the best we can, who feel as though we aren't enough, how are we going to raise healthy, happy children who we are proud of and still keep our sanity in that process? That's the question, and this podcast will give you the answers. My name is Ryan Roy, and welcome to I Don't Know Jack About Parenting, a podcast for parents who are being real with themselves. Hey, welcome back to this episode of I Don't Know Jack About Parenting, where today I'm going to be talking about uh, your child, maybe from 6 to 10 years old, I imagine. Uh, their fear of the dark or, or being in spaces in the home alone. Now, I, I ne- never necessarily had this fear as a child. And, and I'm learning that it's hard to rationalize with someone who is pent up with fear. Not only that, they're young and they don't understand. So my seven-year-old recently has had the challenge of um, just being afraid of being on a certain level of the house alone. When I say that, you know, it could be early morning and my wife and I and and even the baby are upstairs and he woke up and I was like, hey, go downstairs, uh, get yourself a a glass of milk and daddy will be down to make you breakfast. And he refused to go down or he says, I don't want to go down. I'll wait for you. Um, And I'll, why don't you want to go down? And he'll say, "I, I don't like it down there. There's a fear. In addition to that, uh, just last night I asked him, hey, while I'm taking care of your brother, do me a favor. Can you go upstairs and and change into your PJs? And while you're up there, can you uh, brush your teeth? So he goes up reluctantly uh, and he comes down like almost flying off the stairs. And he's like, I I don't want to be up there. And he has his PJs in his hand. I was like, well, just change. I said, did you brush your teeth? I'll brush them before I go to bed. (laughs) Okay. And then I said, what's going on with that? It's dark up there. I don't like being up there by myself. And we've had a couple of these discussions, but I find it fruitless because he has an emotion, right? We we can't tell people how to feel. And I don't want to discredit how he feels towards being in that space or any space by himself you know if that's how he feels he doesn't want to be alone i don't want to tell him that that that's uh, that's there's something wrong with it i don't want him to feel like there's anything wrong with it and as a matter of fact i want him to feel comfortable that it's okay to not only share it with me but that i'm not going to judge him in that moment So I will also factor in this, and, and parents, you know this, when there's change and, and, and something different's going on, sometimes it takes time for our kids to adapt to this change. That's why in my book, Be the Dad, I, Be the Dad You Wish You Had, I always say communicate change. There's a chapter in there that says communicate change. Even if it's, hey, you're going to be changing from one bedroom to the next. You're going to be changing your bed. It's a lot of change for a seven-year-old. 
Uh, and those are the exact changes that had happened. In addition to those changes, there was a change in health in the house. The week that we got the new bed, and he put it in the new bedroom for him, he had gotten sick. And because he got sick, one of the things he likes to do when he's sick, and, and both mom and I don't mind it, is, is he'll come and sleep in our bed, right? It's comforting uh, when he's not feeling well. In addition to that, he has a bunk bed now, and we didn't want him climbing up on the ladder while he was lethargic and exhausted and tired um, in, in fear that he wasn't used to it and comfortable with it. So all this change is going on. And he has legitimate fears. So what do you do? Do you tell your kid to suck it up? Do you tell your kid that, hey, there's nothing to be worried about? For whatever reason, they feel there's something to be worried about. My son feels there's something to be worried about. And what have we done is we've kind of adapted. Um, we've allowed him to stay in our bed a couple extra days. Once he got healthy... He said, hey, it's time for you to go and sleep in your own bed. And and he was okay with it. Uh, mom's out of town right now. Uh, she's on a, uh, a leisurely trip overseas. And, you know, he asked me, Dad, you know, I, I kind of don't like it that mom's not here. You know, is it okay if I sleep in your bed while she's not here? And listen, I, I don't have a problem with it. I don't want it to become a habit. But right now, he has some legit fears. Who am I to tell him how to feel? Who am I to tell him no? My job as a parent is to ultimately let my kid know that I'm there to comfort him. I'm there to let him know that he is safe. And if he's scared and I tell him to go man up, I don't know how much that serves him emotionally. I don't need him to be a man today. I need him to be a child today who's comfortable enough to share his feelings with his parents so that when a real scenario shows up, other than the fear of, you know, the dark, or being in a space alone. When a real scenario shows up. Like, hey dad, uh, I feel really uncomfortable. Some of my friends started doing drugs. That because when he came to me as a seven-year-old. And I responded in a way that made him feel better. Or feel heard. That when he's a teenager. He'll still come to me. Because he feels safe and he feels heard. And I don't know that I'm right, right? I, I, I did the whole title of this is I don't know jack about parenting, but that's my reasoning. I'll share with you a friend of mine. Her name is uh, Sue Lee, amazing woman, uh, founder of the Sock It to Him Sock campaign. When I wrote my book, she read through some of it really quickly and she's like, these lessons are amazing. She goes, I've shared a lot of these same lessons in some of my teaching materials over the years. <clears throat> As she was a kindergarten teacher for years and, and wrote different materials. She said, people don't necessarily see long term, they see the moment. She goes, I could tell by the way you wrote this book, you understand the long term. 
not just the moment. She goes, there was a time where I was speaking to a girlfriend of mine. And my four-year-old son at the time came up to me and he said, Mommy, Mommy. And he went on for about four or five minutes sharing with her one of his experiences. And she basically gestured to her friend like, let me listen to him. And then she asked him some questions. And she poured into him. And then he went away and uh, did his thing. And her girlfriend, that felt interrupted, she says, why do you do that? She says, why do I do what? She says, why do you allow him to interrupt an adult conversation? And why do you engage with him that way? She says, well, why do you think? She says, I don't know. That's why I'm asking. She says, because if I don't listen to him now, and if I don't take an interest in what he's doing now, he won't want to share with me later. And I want him to share with me later. Because there's going to be bigger problems that he's going to want to share. And I want him to know that I'm here to listen. So the same thing I just said to you is I want my kid at 15, 16, 17, 18 where he has real questions about drugs and interaction with people and and, and, and sex. And, and I want him to feel like a dad is a safe place for him to come and ask those questions. But if I turn him away now or I tell him he can't sleep in my bed or I tell him he should figure it out on his own, right? That's another way he could do it. Hey, go in your room and figure it out. Deal with your fears on your own. What about the day that he's fearful about asking a girl out? Well, dad told me to figure it out on my own. What about the day that you know his buddies are pressuring him into doing something that he doesn't necessarily want to do? And he, and he man, I want to talk to dad, but dad always told me to figure it out on my own. I recently had a coaching session with a, a potential new client and it looks like they're coming on and something this person said multiple times in the conversation was my dad always said my dad always figured things on his own and he's been pretty successful you know the biggest reason I might not hire a coach is because my dad always figured it out and I think he'll think less of me because I wasn't able to figure it out on my own. It stung me multiple times on the call and I addressed it at the end of the call. That's poor programming by his parents. We're designed to need each other. My son needs me right now when he says, Dad, I'm scared. And I say... You could come into my bed. I'll comfort you. So it's okay if your kids are scared of the dark. It's okay if they're scared of snakes. It's okay if they're scared of the boogeyman. I don't know jack about parenting. But what I think is right is for us to comfort them as they're sharing their insecurities. See you in the next episode. Do you want to be the dad you wish you had? If so, go get my free book, Be the Dad You Wish You Had, at be the dad you wish you had.com. 
Inside, you'll find my most effective 40 tips to quickly and easily transform yourself into the ideal dad. Go to be the dad you wish you had.com now and get it while it's free.